Amen. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. Hallelujah. Job chapter 1. I hope you will open your heart today to the Word of God. God wants to do something. But what we like to say, God is a gentleman. And a gentleman don't force his way on you. A gentleman invite. A gentleman extend. He doesn't force you. He doesn't make you. And God is the ultimate gentleman. And so he wants to do something in you and through you, but he's not going to make you. You have to want it as well. And uh, if you know just a little bit about relationship, that's how it works. Both have to be willing for the relationship to work. One can't be willing and the other one is not willing and you have a good relationship. Not possible. But if both are willing and both want the relationship, then it will work. And so God is willing. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to do some great things in you and through you. But you have to be willing and you're willing your willingness will be demonstrated by how you make yourself available to him, how you make yourself open to him, how you respond to him. That's your way of saying I'm available, how you respond to him, make yourself available to him. That's how he will know if you are willing. Job chapter one. Help me, Jesus. Verse number seven says. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. He's saying, I'm just moving around, trying to figure out who life I'm going to make miserable till I can kill him. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Key phrase, servant Listen to me. He said, has thou considered my servant Job? We like to, those of us that have been in church for a while, we read that text, and we like to put ourselves in that category to say, God has his hedge around me and God will take care of me. But servant is the key word. Are you a servant? Are you a servant? See, servant, there's something going on different for them. Servant. If we're just spectators, it's a different ball game. If we're servants, it's a different ball game. So has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Now, you don't have to be perfect like Job, but the key, again, is are you a servant? That's the key. Not to be perfect like Job, but to be a servant. Verse 9, then Satan answered the Lord and said, the Job fear God for nothing. Satan says, well, does Job fear you for nothing? We'll get to that. I'll make that clear for you in a second. Has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Verse 11. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he had, and he will curse thee to thy face. The devil says, I, gu I guarantee you, if you take away everything that he has, he's going to curse you, God. 
I'm going to read that same text that we just read in a different translation. That was the 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 um the King James version. I'm going to read to you the Living Bible translation. Verse number 7 says, "Where have you come from?" the Lord asked Satan, and Satan replied, "From earth, where I have been watching everything that's going on." Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is this fine man in all the earth, a good man who fears God and will have nothing to do with evil. Why should he, when you pay him so well, Satan scoffs? So here's what that scripture in verse 9 is saying. He only love you and fear you and cherish you and like to talk about you because you take care of him. That's all of us this morning. Are we just going to just come to church, seek after God, love God because of what he could do for us? Somebody help me this morning because we, we, we better start asking ourselves and search ourselves and say, are we just treating God like we do everybody else, which is... I will just check on him or go to him when there's a need. When I have a need, I will go and check on God. When, when, when there's something that I need protection from, I'll go to God. When, 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 when I have some concerns, I'll go to God. But other than that, I'll just leave him over there on the shelf until I have need of him. Or will your life become chaotic, messed up, nothing going good, you can't see straight and nothing working out, but you still say, I'm going to trust and fear the Lord. How's that going to work for us? Have, in, 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 in verse 9 says, why should us he, when you pay him so well, Satan scuff, verse 10 says, you have always protected him and his home and his property from all harm. You have prospered everything he does. Look how rich he is. No wonder he worships you, but just take away his wealth and you will see him curse you to your face. That's what the devil said to Jesus. Luke 22, verse 1. Luke 22. Verse number 1 says, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, talking about killing Jesus, for they feared the people. Verse 3. Then entered Satan into Judas. Surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve, and he went his way, talking about after Satan entered him, he went his way, Judas, and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray Jesus unto them. We'll talk about those scriptures in a second. But I want you to think about what we just read, how Satan operate. What is your relationship style with God? Is it only for what God can do for you? And sometimes we don't set out to look at God like that. But if you go back and kind of examine how you've been living for God, you might say, I've been kind of treating him that way. I'm not telling you that you just did it purposely. What I'm saying is you might have done it purposely, but for some of us it might just be that's just our nature. It's just our nature 
If we have somebody in the family that's rich and loaded, if we have somebody in the family that can do everything, we don't hang with them all the time. But certainly when they're coming to need, we said, let's get with that family member because, you know, they'll take care of you. And that's kind of our nature. And so we kind of do God like that by default because we need to change that nature. Let's pray. Jesus, your word is forever settled. And Lord God, you continue to inhabit this vessel and do whatsoever you please today. I don't want to be in control. I don't want to say what I want. I want just the Spirit of God to compel me to speak. And the voice of God will speak in my mind and speak through me, Lord God. In let nothing hinder or inhibit the Word of God from coming forth. Not even me. Lord, destroy every yoke of bondage. I bind. I take authority over every spirit of distraction, of every doubt. I bind in Jesus' name. Oh, my God. Now loose upon this congregation, Lord. Oh, God, the attentiveness and, 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 and the desire, Lord God, to hear from heaven. And, Lord God, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will enable us to, to respond in obedience to the word of God. Will you do what only you can do to us and for us and in us that we will not leave this place today just like any other day, but that something will transpire where God, whatever we do today, we know something is different. Huh. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I've entitled this message today, The Power of Your Praise. The Power of Your Praise. But if I could give it a subtitle just for a good portion of what I'm going to talk about, I would subtitle it, Mind Games. Mind Games. There there are some mind games being played here. And if you're not aware, you will be played with. The greatest battleground that exists is in the human mind. That's where the greatest battleground is. The battle is for control over your life. Mm -hmm. Whoever controls your mind controls you. (laughs) the devil wants to control you believe it or not and for those of you that don't think there's a real devil keep playing because the way you're going to know there's a real devil is when you get to that place where you're wondering how could I ever end it up or end up in this place while the devil is working you don't even really No, he's working. And then all of a sudden, days and weeks and maybe maybe even years go by and you find yourself saying, how did I get here? Well, there's a real devil. And you underestimated him. There's a book that's called The Art of War. And I didn't read it too much, but I know a couple excerpts from it. And one of the things it says is, keep your enemy close to you. You got to know who your enemy is. Your enemy is not people. Your enemy is not anything but the devil who is trying to control your life. Mm 
Yeah. The devil wants to control you. It is his desire to carry out his plans through you. And once he's done with you, he will destroy you. He wants to carry out his plans. And we might be here today and says, oh no, the devil can't use me like that. Well, believe me, the devil is crafty and subtle. Don't you sit there and think that the devil, oh, he's just going to come and let you see that it's him. No, no. The, the, the Bible says sometimes he's, he's, he's a raven and wolf in sheep clothing. He's not just going to come to you and just let you know it's him. He's going to mess with you a little bit at a time and never let you know it's really him. So don't think that, oh, the devil could never do that to me because you think that you will just notice exactly when it's him. Oh, no, he starts out crafty. He starts out subtle. When he deceived Eve in the garden, he didn't just hit her over the head. He just asked her a question. Did God say Real subtle, real easy. Just throw out a little, did God say? And you would never think that's the devil. you just going to think that's just you thinking like, eh. But the devil knows what he's doing. He's been here way longer than you. Because the devil is a spirit, he's not physically able to control your body, your members, to, to just control you. Unless you give him that control, obviously. However, what he does is he makes suggestions to you. What do you think about this? And you just think it's just you thinking. He just dropped these thoughts in your mind and you keep owning them like they're yours. You think this this you going back and forth in your mind, and you don't realize there's a real devil, and he uses his demons to carry out his his will, his plan, and and he dropped these thoughts in your mind, and you think you're just battling with thoughts, your thoughts and God thoughts. Evil thinking will eventually become evil actions. A lot of times we allow these evil thinking to just stay in our mind and we think that, oh, I'm not like that. Oh, I will never do that. But if it stays there long enough, you'll find yourself doing things you never thought you would do because those evil thoughts, you didn't handle them when they got there. You let them stay there thinking, I got this under control. Nobody can make you do anything. It is the thoughts that you obey, yes or no, that causes you to do what you do. The devil will suggest some things, but it's still up to you to either carry out or not carry out those actions. Can I say this? Nobody goes to hell by mistake. Likewise, nobody go to heaven by accident. We, 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 we have these things we don't realize we do and we think that, oh, you know, I'm going to heaven. Nobody goes to heaven by accident and nobody goes to hell by mistake. It's all about what you obey or you didn't obey 
And that will determine if you spend eternity with Jesus Christ or you spend eternity in tormentation. We're not battling people, people. The battle is against thoughts and spirits. Luke 22, verse 3 that we read earlier, the scripture says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot. It says, then entered Satan into Judas. Now, some of us, we might think that the the, the spirit of Satan went inside of him and possessed him. But I'm here to tell you that that's not what I believe happened. What happened was, then entered Satan's thoughts into Judas's mind. So we want to always think that, oh, the devil can't be messing with me because I'm not possessed. Uh, he don't have to possess you. We, 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 we're so sometimes so far away from God that he don't need to possess you to control you. All he needs to do is drop some thoughts. Boom. Drop thoughts. Boom. And you take those thoughts and you begin to let those thoughts become your thoughts. And eventually you carry out those actions. We don't need to be possessed by his spirit. And so Satan has entered Judas and Judas now is running with this thought. He entered Judas, and Judas accepted the thought. He dropped the thought in him, and he accepted it. How many thoughts has he dropped in our mind, and we've accepted it, responded to it, and carried out out action behind it? Eventually, Judas committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Because when the... When when the devil dropped that thought in his mind, he allowed it to stay there and just kept it working. The devil wants to destroy you, but the only way he can do it is by suggesting his thoughts. And when he suggests these thoughts, guess what? You end up doing it. It's you that will destroy yourself through his thoughts. They're not your thoughts. They're his thoughts. And if you hold on to them and make them your own and carry them out, now you're taking yourself down a path of destruction. Here's another example of how Satan take over you. Acts chapter 5. Verse 3 says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has thou, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why has Satan filled your heart? We always want to think that we're better than that. We always want to think I'm better than that. I'm better than the devil controlling me. I'm better than doing what the devil says. But all of us have fell victim to Satan at one point or another. So it it makes no sense for us to pretend this morning uh, like the devil can't deceive us. That he can't become crafty and move in on us uh, and cause us to start doing things uh, and saying things uh, and believing things. uh, That's not even true. uh, That's wrong. uh, That's ungodly. We don't even want to go down there this morning but we better deal with it because the devil is real and he's making suggestions all day long all day long he says Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land 
Listen to this, verse 4. While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? So here is how it worked. The, the devil drop a thought in your mind. And then you hold on to that thought, and before you know it, guess what you start doing? You, you It goes in your heart. You you wondered why, why things are in your heart. It started in your mind. And once it starts in your mind and you don't check it at that point, then it just goes down in your heart. And before you know it, you're acting it out. That's how the devil operate. It's stupid, too, because in Ananias' case, they said he sold his property and brought money to lay at the apostles' feet. And the apostles said, listen, dude, why did you even have to lie that you've given us all the money? The property was yours. All you had to say was, I sold the property, but I'm only giving 50%. I'm not giving 100% of the sale. I'm only giving 50%. That's all they had to do, but they wanted to lie. Now, that's the kind of idiotic thing the devil do, will do to us. Make us just, just want to do things that later on we said, that made no sense. That made no sense. Why did I ever do that? But at the time he's working, he's so crafty, he's so slick, that he will cause us to run with things and do things that we never thought that we would do. Verse 5 says, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghosts, and great fear came on them all that heard these things. Judas and now Ananias. Just one thought. Just one thought, and they died in their sins. One thought. We want to think, I got this. One thought. And some of you are where you are today and you're saying, I know I shouldn't be in this place. I know I should be better off than where I am now. I know I should be doing very much better than what I'm doing. But it started with one thought. It wasn't your thought. It wasn't because you felt like you, you, you was right or anything. It was just because you allowed the devil to drop it in and you was not in the right place to deal with that thought. The battleground is really not in the Middle East or some foreign land or the inner cities in the United States. The battleground is in your mind. That's where the battleground is. That's where you got to battle. That's where you got to fight. And we're fighting everything else except for the real thing we got to fight, which is the thoughts that we hear every single day. We are battling. We're not battling with those thoughts to say, what do I do with that thought? 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We still want to believe all that we're dealing with is about somebody else. We still want to believe it's just happenstance. It's just kind of how things work. We still want to believe that when the scripture says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What is the weapons going to do? Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We're supposed to bring every thought, every thought, not some thoughts, not few thoughts, but every thought that come into our mind, we're supposed to bring it into captivity and deal with it before we put it where it needs to be. 
every thought, everything that comes into your mind. You got that's why the Bible says, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, slow to wrath, because we gotta bring our thoughts into captivity and measure it against the word of God and say to ourselves, Now what do I do with that? What do I do with that? I gotta I gotta uh, where you going? Where did that thought come from? Where you going? Come here. Bring it into captivity. Stop it right where it is. Measure it against the word of God. And then say, what do I do with you? And if you don't measure with the word of God, I'm going to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke that thought. I bind that thought in the name of Jesus. And I cast that thought in outer darkness in the name of Jesus. We got to bring it into captivity. We can't let those thoughts roam. Oh, somebody help me this morning. I've let them roam. You've let them roam. And, 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 and that's not biblical. We let the thoughts roam when the Bible says, no, capture that thought. Don't let it roam. Don't let it roam. Don't let it do whatever it wants to do. You capture that thought and say, stop right here. Where do you think you're going? You're not going into my heart. You got to tell the thought, you don't go into my heart. Unless it's the word of God, you don't go into my heart. You're going to stay right where you are, and I'm going to bind you and send you someplace else. You're not staying in my mind. Mind games is what the devil is playing with us. Mind games is what the devil is playing with us. And we're allowing him to do whatever he wants. And we are not even recognizing that he's dropping these thoughts. He's dropping these thoughts. He's dropping these thoughts. I'm almost there, believe it or not. The devil did all that he could to influence Job's thinking. But Job wouldn't allow it. Job said, Not so, devil. We got to practice that. Not so, devil. Why don't you practice that? Somebody say, not so, devil. You need to practice that. That, 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 That's the thought when you get them. Not so, devil. Because you know that thought is not from God. You need to say, not so, devil. Mm, Not so, devil. Uh, Not so. Job... Chapter 1, verse 20 says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Don't forget, this came after Job lost his children, his money, his home, his cattle, everything. Job had lost everything. And the Bible says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and did what? Worshipped. Oh, somebody, you didn't get that. Uh Uh-huh. We, 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 oh, God help me this morning. We got... 
our nice cars. We've got our nice homes. We've got our great education. We've got our nice jobs. We're making good money. We've got all the technology. We eat when we want. We come to church when we want. We have jobs. We have all that we want. And what are we doing? Are we worshiping God? Or are we just sitting around like it's all, all good? Job had way more than what you had. And he lost all of it. And he didn't go around pouting. He didn't go around mad. He didn't go around talking about God. He didn't go around treating people wrong. He didn't walk around saying, oh, it's me. He fell down and worshipped his creator. And we've got everything. And we can't worship. And we can't praise. And we can't give him honor. And we've got everything. This is why I said yesterday I came in this church and I said let's not pray and ask God for nothing. Just say God whatever you want to do just show us. Whatever you up to just show us because God has been good to us. He's given us everything we could ever want and we can't give him praise. We can't honor him. We can't just get out of ourselves and say blessed be the name of the Lord. Job laid prostrate in front of his wife, in front of his friends, in front of everybody and said, I don't care whatever I lost it doesn't matter, bless the Lord, bless the Lord I will bless the O Lord I will praise the O Lord I'm not just going to sit around on the premises and loafing, I'm going to praise the Lord, I'm going to give him honor oh God you deserve all the praise Sometimes I think maybe God just need to take it all away. Maybe God just need to take it all away from us. Sometimes I think God just need to make us struggle and make us go through hard times and make us have a need because when we don't have need, we can't give Him no praise. When we don't have no need, we come to church when we want to. When we don't have no need, we worship when we want to. When we don't have no need, we praise when we want to. It's only when we need something that we cry out to God and God wants us to want him in spite of our need. Oh God, will you purge us? Oh God, will you deliver us? Why? Why are we worried about who we're next to? Why are we worried about what people think about us? Sometimes I know God has moved on people's heart and we just sit and we don't just say, Oh God, I will praise you. Why are we afraid? What are we fearful of? Why can't we get God what he deserves? What's wrong with running around the church. What's wrong with lifting your hands? What's wrong with opening your mouth and shouting? What's wrong? Why can't we give God? Why can't we get out of ourselves? Why can't we give God what he deserves? Why? 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 Oh God. Yeah. 
my God. Help us, Jesus. We need a renewing, Lord. We need a renewing of your spirit. We need a fresh baptism of your spirit. We need a transformation by the renewing of our minds. Because, God, we are just so complacent. Why can't we be like Job? Job said in verse 21, Naked I came into this world, and naked I will go out. He says, The Lord give it, and the Lord take it away. What Job was saying is, It was the Lord why I had anything to begin with. And if the Lord wants to take it back, He can take it back. Naked I came into this world, and naked I will go out of this world. But it doesn't matter when I'm naked or I have clothes on. It doesn't matter if I have something where I don't have it. I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord. I'm tired of being just stuck on me. I'm tired of just being so casual. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to give Him all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul, all of my strength. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I will bless thee, O God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In all of it, Job blessed the Lord. You know what bless the Lord mean? In all that he's going through, he praised God. What are you going through? Did your children die? What are you going through? Did you lose property? What are you going through? Did you get your car repossessed? What are you going through? Do you not have a job? What are you going through? You can't find nothing to eat. You're not hungry. You're not losing anything. Why cannot God get all your praise? Why can't you get worship? Why can't you glorify Him? Will you be grateful? How will we be grateful if Job can worship God, if Job can praise God? What should I do? I should bless the Lord at all times. I will bless Him. I will praise Him. I will honor Him. My worship and my praise belongs to God. My worship and my praise, it belongs to Him. (laughs) 
We've allowed our life to become so focal in our life. Everything about us is our focal attention. And God is wanting us to know today, if we will put all of our focus on Him, it doesn't matter if we lose house. It doesn't matter if we lose land. It doesn't matter what we lose. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will praise Him. I will bless Him. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Oh, help us today, Lord. Oh, help us today, Lord. I will bless Thee, oh Lord. I will bless Thee. I will bless Thee. This is why in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15, this is why the scripture can read this by him. Therefore, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise. Praise is a sacrifice. Praise. I know you want to think, oh, I just got to feel like it. Maybe I don't feel like it today. Well, God wants you to know praise is a sacrifice. You don't have to feel like it. You don't have to want to do it. But if, but if you will sacrifice it and give it to him, Job gave the Lord a sacrifice of praise. His whole world was rocked. His whole world fell apart. His whole world was ruined. But he praised God anyhow. He got down on his face. And he says, naked I came into this world. And naked would I go out of this world. The Lord give it. And the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will worship him. And I will praise him. Oh God, no matter what the circumstance. Psalms 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear therefore and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us rejoice and let us exalt His name together. We ought to be exalting the name of our God. We ought to be exalted the name of Jesus. He's been wonderful. He's been good. He's been kind. He's been faithful. He's been loving. He is good. God is good. God has been good. God has been good. Why can't we praise Him? Why can't we worship Him? Why can't we give Him honor? Why do we come and sit on God? God, I will bless Thee, O Lord. I will bless Thee, O Lord. It's time, it's time, God wants you to know, it's time to step it up. It's time to come out from among yourselves and be separate. Saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. I, your God, has called you out of darkness and into my marvelous light. Come out from among them. You belong to me. 
you need to pray you need to worship you need to praise until the Holy Ghost take over you until the Holy Ghost captivates you until the Holy Ghost is moving in you until the Holy Ghost has filled you hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Somebody need to praise him. Somebody need to praise him. Somebody need to praise him. Oh, somebody need to praise him. Oh, God, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we praise you today. We praise you today. We give you honor today, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh God, will somebody praise Him this morning? Will somebody worship Him this morning? Will somebody adore Him this morning? He deserves all the praise. He deserves to be honored. He deserves to be exalted. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh God, I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh God, I will praise you. I will honor you. I will come out of myself, Lord God, and give you all the honor, and give you all the praise. Oh, somebody give God the praise. Give God the honor. It's no longer, we can't any longer just stay in our comfort zone. We can't any longer just do what we want. God has been good to us. God has been merciful to us. God has shown His love towards us. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Lift your hands and bless them in this place. Listen to me. The word praise comes from the Latin word pretium, which means price or value. In English, it may define generally as acknowledgement of value or worth. Whatever you think the Lord is valued, whatever you think the Lord is worth, that's how you praise Him. That's how you give Him honor. That's how you worship Him because what you're saying is, God, 
You are so amazing. You are everything to me. I value you. I know what you're worth, Lord God. And you're worth more than me. You're worth more than life itself. Oh, I love God more than life itself. If you want, give me Jesus over life itself. Because the Bible says in him is life. And so if I have Jesus, I have life. Why wouldn't I praise him? Why wouldn't I choose him over everything? That's my worship. That's my praise. Oh, that's my worship. That's my praise. That's my worship. That's my praise. The psalmist says, Oh, praise you, the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the permanent of His power. Praise Him for His mighty act. God, Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sound of everything that happens. We are staying with me just one more time. Praise the Lord. One more time. We can just stand and let the Lord know I will praise you. Nobody will have to encourage me. Nobody will have to tell me to praise you. Nobody will have to tell me to dance and to shout and to sing and to run. Nobody will have to tell me because I know what you're worth. I know your value. I know how good you've been to me. I know how much you love me and I will praise you no more. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One more time, will you lift your hands to heaven? And in your own way of just honoring Him, in your own way of praising Him, in your own way of loving Him, why don't you go ahead and praise Him? Why don't you go ahead and love Him? Why don't you let Him know? Why don't you express to Him what you think about Him? Oh, that you know He has done for you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless the name, Lord. We bless the name, Lord. We give you the honor. We give you the power of peace that will be like you. There is God like you, oh God. There is God like you. Oh, Jesus. Thou art God. Oh, Jesus. Thou art my God. Oh, Jesus. Thou art my God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I pray today that you will remind every one of us in this room, oh God, that we must pray, that Lord God, the praise belongs to you. Somebody hear me today, you can lose material things, you can lose anything that you possess today, but your praise, you can never lose. You have control of your praise. You determine if you praise. 
they can take your goods. They can take your material things. They can take all they want to take from you. But what Job has shown us that it doesn't matter what's taken away from me. I still have my place. I still have my place to give it to the Lord. It doesn't matter what anyone takes from me. It doesn't matter what anyone says about me. It doesn't matter how anyone treats me. I still have my place. And nobody can stop me from praising my God. Nobody can stop me from giving my God the honor. Nobody Nobody can stop me. It's all up to me. I have control over my dreams. I have control over my worship. And I choose to give it to Jesus. I choose to give it to the Lord Jesus. I choose to worship the Lord Jesus. I choose to honor Him. I choose to praise the Almighty God whose name is Jesus. I choose it. I give it to you today, Lord. I give you my heart. I give you my mind and my soul. I choose to give you all, Lord God. I give you all. 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 Ah, Yalaboshatalabaha. Oh, I give you all, Lord Jesus. I give it to you, Lord. I give you all. I give you all. I give you all. Oh, God, I give you all. I give you all. I give you all. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for every person that you've brought into this house today. Lord, I pray, oh God, that Lord, something from this day forth will just move in them. That will cause them, Lord God, to live a life of praise and thanksgiving and adoration and worship to you, Lord God. Lord, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, I pray that something will grab a hold of us from this day on. That nothing will hinder us, nothing will inhibit us, Lord God, from giving you praise, from honoring you with our life, with our living with our hands, with our voice, with our feet, in everything we do, Lord God. I pray that this life that we live, that you've entrusted us with, that God, we will use it from this day on to give you honor, to give you praise, to worship you. I pray, Almighty God, that we will go with you wherever you go, that you will lead us, Lord God, and we will follow. We will follow you, Lord God, as you lead us we will follow you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you. We love you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and for this day, Lord God. Lord, I love you. Lord, I pray that the people of God today will never be the same because they will look to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of